Yes, 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 people, we're back again. Raps on TV reporting the best things in boxing live from London. Hope you're all well, all ready for the show. Um, slightly uh, subdued uh, weekend in the terms of boxing. Um, we had uh, yeah. Triple G with an under, under, undercooked performance in terms of the opponent, opponent, and probably the same for Fury. Um, so two big names um, that seemingly not necessarily delivering in terms of the opponent. But listen, we're looking forward to chopping that up um, today. I'm here with my co-host, Rafi. What's good, bro? I'm all good, man. Yourself? Yes, yes. Well, I'm all good. All good this side. Uh, looking forward to seeing the return of uh, the Gypsy King lineal heavyweight. Yeah, you are. You have to be. Um, you have to be when Tyson Fury gets back into the ring, especially coming off his last performance. But at the same time, you can't help but feel the other way because of the opponent choice. And I don't know, I'm sure you'll echo that as well. Mm. Y- yes, yeah, I- exactly. I think it, with, with Fury, I think probably, I mean, we have to say it now, since uh, the Klitschko, I think when, you, when he is returning, there's not necessarily a huge excitement, but you're eager to see what he does um, in, in yeah, the ring. Yeah, of um, course. And uh, obviously, since the Wilder fight, we want to see him in in big names. Um, so yeah, definitely, we're going to look forward yeah. to chopping that up. Uh, also, got Warrington uh, versus Kid Galahad uh, fight taking place in the UK. Um, looking forward to that. Should be a, a, another interesting defense for uh, Josh Warrington definitely. and his IBF. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going for Warrington myself. I think that Kid Galahad also taking a massive mental block from all the negative press obviously surrounding him coming off what he did but um, yeah it'll be interesting because Josh Warrington's gone and done what was he needed to do to break that domestic glass ceiling he did that against Carl Frampton who showed that he's a world level fighter mm. and not many people backed him to get through um, I think I can't remember if it was you but I think Tom as well we were a bit sceptical thinking mm, I think Carl Frampton's a bit too seasoned but he passed the uh world level acid test and you'd think that someone against against someone like Kid Galahad coming off the back of what he's coming off I'm going for Warrington myself how about you? Yeah um, I think it's it's hard to see past Warrington I mean I think you look at yeah. um, how he won the belt um, against like you said uh, a quality opponent in, 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 the Sel- in Lee Selby um, um, I remember we, we um, you know the Selby team were Team Selby were quite confident that they were going to get the win, yeah. um, had no doubts, um, but clearly they didn't. Um, they couldn't deal with the pressure that um, uh, Warrington applied. And oddly enough, we talk about Joshua and excuses, um, and not to say Team Selby used as an excuse, but you know one of the reasons that came up afterwards was, oh, the weight, the weight is too much. You know, I need to leave this division. Of course, yeah. X Y Z. So um, yeah, just a little note on that one. But um, but yeah, Warrington applied the pressure. The massive underdog. You know, somebody that everybody felt was just a football fan, somebody that people felt were just, you know, was was using the crowd to to kind of boost yeah. his morale. Um, but at the end of the day, they wouldn't fight for him. But you know what? He impressed me massively um, in, in in that performance. And everyone was saying, oh, you know, Selby. But for me, he was consistent. Um, he threw good combination shots. Um, <coughs> and ultimately, he just dealt with Lee Selby, um, which is not something yeah. you see done often. Um Against Frampton, I felt he would do the same, um, and I think Frampton. I think it's harsh to maybe it's harsh on Warrington to say you know Frampton underestimated him, but I do think you know Frampton's got a very high skill set. So sometimes he may look yeah, at Warrington and think, you know what, uh, I can maybe do seventy eight percent and and beat you. But I think you know he was not only impressed. I think he got the full respect, um, or he gave mm. Warrington his full respect, and. and Realize this is a really good fighter, um, and yeah, um, yeah, I know there's history between him and Galahad, but his comments w- were quite interesting. I felt so, yeah. Um, for me, I I, I don't want to say I can only see one winner, um, but I yeah, think, yeah, that's too harsh. Yeah, but it's uh, for 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 Galahad. You know, okay, what what is he gonna do to really to to win? And really, it's going to have to outwork. Um, Warrington, whether that's Warren, defensively, which is so or, hard. exactly defensively, or whether he's attacking, attacking wise, probably people, most people would say no. Defensively, is he that neat? Is he that clean? Is he that sharp? I don't think so. So it's just it, it's a you tough ask. You can soak up the pressure. 
Um, I don't think he can soak up the pressure. I mean, and I don't, I don't even think, it's not even just about soaking up this, the pressure, it's about being evasive. You know, can he make Warrington miss? Yeah. And obviously Warrington use up energy that way because, you know, you're missing shots, you, you know, you get tired as well. So that's yeah. the, the question. I guess that would be the route to, to, to victory for him. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know, have you seen the face-to-face? Have you seen any of the face-offs? Uh, I saw the very first one. But that was literally just when the fight was made. I don't know if there have been any since. I think there was just the one. But, um, yeah, it was interesting, man. The comments as well that you said, uh, yeah, that was, um, I, th- I felt some of them were a bit below the belt. But, again, with Kid Galahad having done what he's done, you know, that's to be expected. I think, in fairness, though, I mean, do you think it's harsh to say that Frampton was overcooked as in that he was past it? Yeah, I, 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 I know. It's. I think it might be harsh, to be honest. I think it is harsh. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, then yeah. I guess ultimately what we're doing is saying that Warrington, you know, it doesn't deserve that win. And for first defence, mm. you know, I think it's harsh to not give him the credibility that that deserves. Yeah. And he showed he was he wasn't afraid to go after it early. He didn't show Carl Frampton respect. Which is main, which is what you see most of the time. Mm. Um, big fight, and he, he went. I think it was the first round. He wobbled him, and he started throwing shots around about ninety, sixty seconds in. Mm. It was very, very fast. So I didn't expect him to be as um, as a, I, I think disrespectful is the wrong word. Um, I didn't. I thought he'd show him a lot more respect than he did, but then it paid off because he wobbled him in the first two rounds, and Frampton never really recovered from then. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. Um, and I do think, you know, um, it's going to be a good fight. I mean, to me, it's probably outside of probably what's going on in the World Boxing Super Series. Um, I think it's definitely uh, up there for fight of the night, um, potentially, because, you know, even yeah. if, you know, you know, Galahad has ability. So even if he's able to, you know, be getting himself ahead of on the cards, you know, and winning points, it only means yeah. that Joshua will have to, Josh Warrington will have to react to that um, and how we react will we'll, we'll make for a good fight so yeah no I'm really looking forward yeah. to that one um, I think yeah from a from a fight fans perspective they can catch that on BT Sport um, so yeah if you are looking uh, for something to do on a Saturday night yeah make sure you check that out um, and, and, yeah. and we'll go from there um, so yeah also we're going to be talking briefly about the World Boxing Super Series um, um, I know it's, it's not a, a, a seasoned uh, topic or sorry, it's a topic for seasoned uh, boxing fans. Um, but we've got some interesting fights over there um, in uh, Riga. Um, you, you've got Dortikos, uh who's taking on uh, Andrew Tabiti, uh, former inter- guest on the show. So yeah, I want to wish him the best of luck for that one because that's a tough. Yeah, um, definitely. Man. Best of luck. Best of luck. Tough opponent and somebody and, and a great opportunity as well. Um, what do you make of the World Boxing Super Series as a whole, Rafi? I think um, as a concept, it's great. It's just marketed badly. Um, I thought really carefully about how I was going to word that because the concept of it is great in the knockouts, uh, in the knockout round robin format. Mm. I just think it's been done an injustice by the promoters, if that makes sense. I don't know if I've... Do you get what I mean in that sense? That it's a good concept. It's yeah. just been done wrong. So things like Eubank, Groves, done completely wrong. The finals uh, between Smith and Groves, again, the marketing was so bad, I don't think it was until the fight week itself that that actually came to the casual fans' attention. And mm. there, the names like Groves and Newbank, a lot of your pay-per-view buyers are going to be done, mm. or at least a lot of your views are going to be done from them. So I felt that the promoters, and I think it was ITV specifically for that, ITV box office, they were very... Um, in how they delivered the marketing for that because even just two, three weeks earlier mm. the WBS Super Series is a concept that should be a household name in itself but for whatever reason um, it hasn't been and I don't think someone like Frank Warren promoting that would change anything I think it would take someone like an Eddie Hearn or an Al Heyman to get involved and have their fighters on that bill or sorry, not on that bill in that tournament and that's what's needed to uh, take it to the next level how about yourself? Yeah, I mean, no, um, yeah, I was going to say from a from a point of 
purely fights. Um, I definitely like it. Um, I'm, I will go to. I will speak to your points about like the marketability and maybe it's sort of like the the, the visibility amongst even casual fans. Um, and it's maybe even some hardcore fans. Um, I think they definitely encountered some issues from a technical point of view. The whole pay uh, pay per view, um, it didn't work. I think that's probably why they've gone away from it. I do think, yeah. listening to what you're saying in terms of a summary, I think I, I would probably say they're probably open to ideas now. I mean, you look at the fact that um, uh, the uh, Taylor fight was shown on Sky Sports. Um, I don't think the Tabiti fight is being shown anywhere. Um, I'll, I will check for that. But um, yeah, so that's, uh, in, in truth be told, I mean, understandably so, there's no real sort of like British or, or, or big name American fighters on that. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I think from a point of view of getting more, being more marketable, I think, yeah, you're right. Because um, the concept is there. I think the the probably interesting thing is when money starts being ploughed into it. And I also think it's the divisions because, you know, you look at some of the divisions that haven't been contested and you say to yourself, wow, you know, there's rumours of light heavyweight. Um, could you imagine if they, it probably wouldn't happen, but if they ever did a, a, a welterweight um, division, you know, and convinced, you know, the majority of PBC yeah. fighters to go in that with a Crawford as well. Um, um, so, yeah, I think it would be, yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, and that's not even to say the heavyweight division, which we know wouldn't happen. But again, do you know what I mean? It's about the finances. So yeah. I think what I've liked with them was their production. They tried to make their production different. They tried to be very disciplined. You know, it was all about, um, you know, the kickoff. Um, all fights will start, I think, 10 o'clock. Um, so whatever the designated yeah. time is, you know, they were like, we're like Champions League. So I like, I did like that concept. Um, so That's I think a really from... interesting point you mentioned. I never thought about that. As in they kick off right at 10 just after Champions I never realised that. That's yeah. a very good point. But no, they yeah. like no, they want to be similar to the Champions League. Like so, you know, Champions League, their fixture time is like bang. Um, I know, I think recently, yeah. but it was always like seven forty-five. Is no none of this lateness and like in boxing is and how can I say there's a, there's 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 space and room for people to be late or whatever. They're like nope, like their their process and their operation yeah. behind the scenes is very much like getting people here at this time, this time, this time, this time. So, so yes, yeah, so I think overall, yeah. I do think as a as a product. Um, it's been good. I think definitely there's room for growth um, in all all areas, especially what you said. Um, uh, but yeah, I think you know as, as a concept, I think it's not bad. So in terms of the fights um, to PT and Dorticus, um, yeah, for me, um, really looking forward to that fight. Um, not only that fight, obviously headlining is obviously Breedus and Glaraki, um, who are fighting for two yeah. titles as well. So um, you know, in the cruiserweight division, I think this is a great. Um, this is two great bouts. You're looking at Tabiti, who really is a prospect trying to make his name for himself, but his backs, obviously, by affiliation management um, and, and maybe for promotions. Um, then you've got Dortikos, oh, yeah. who was obviously in the tournament uh, last year, um, and I think he lost to Gaziev. Um, so, yeah, you know, again, somebody that is trying this for the second time round, but sees the sees the sort of the 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 the, the respect and the ability to become a bit of a star um, and obviously that yeah. that that Muhammad Ali trophy so um yeah then you've got uh, Glowacki um uh, versus Breedis again two two good fights so yeah from a technical point of view um um I'm not even going to be able to break down the cruiserweights as much but truth be told um I yeah I would say that from uh, Breedis is probably the favorite going into that um and I mean to, to be yeah I would say he's probably the favourite just from the past. And um, yeah, um, Dortikos against Tabiti. Yeah, I think you've got to go with Tabiti on this one. So um, yeah, a bit, yeah. bit of bias there, but that's how it goes sometimes. Um, so anyway, let's get, yeah, into, let's get into the main, main event. Um, Fury versus Schwartz. Um, I mean, look, I'm going to ask you off the bat, um, and obviously, obviously be honest. Um, some yeah. people are leaving this fight a cherry pick. Cherry pick. Yeah. Um, the thing is that there's such a difference between what actually goes on and what the fighters know because a lot of these contracts, in the case of Tyson Fury specifically, £100 million to fight five uh, fights on an ESPN platform. For all we know, ESPN could have cherry picked those fights, leading to the big unification 
against Joshua. Obviously, I didn't know what was going to happen with Ruiz and against Wilder. So I get the angle you're coming from in that it's perceived as, oh, Tyson Fury is cherry-picking, just knocking off opponents, keeping himself nice and high in the rankings, uh, helping his record on box rec, but we don't really know who, pull, who pulls the strings mm. because there's an inconsistency between what's perceived and what really goes on. Because it could be Fury, for all we know. It could be. Um, but my gut's telling me it's probably the promoter. Mm. But again, it's not really my place to say. Do you know what I mean? It's not really my place to say. Um, I'm just speculating. I don't know if you think similar or different <laughs> to that. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, I think um you've probably answered it in, in a good way from a, not even from a diplomatical point of view, but like straight up, um, I think the promoter's going to play his hand. You don't get that kind of a contract to go into a fight yeah. where potentially you lose all the chips. Um, exactly. That's, 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 that's the truth of it. Um, I think from my point of view, in terms of people saying it's a cherry pick in terms of the opponent, you know, I will say to people, look, in my opinion, I think, look, you just have to take a step back and, Maybe remember that he fought Wilder in his third fight back. Um, that everything yeah. else now is going to be perceived as it gets closer to the time will be perceived as a weak opponent. Um, I think the savior for uh Fury in terms of the Wilder uh second fight in, the, in terms of the renegotiations when he pulled out to agree the top rank deal, um, I think there was. You know, controversy around the result. Number one, um, and number two. Bottom yeah, line yeah. is, he's been in with Wilder. So, like, from a smart <clears throat> business perspective, you can see the angle. Whether there was a bit of hesitancy to make it or not, you can see the smart angle to say, "Look, we've been offered this deal by top rank. This is it. Like, we're going there, yeah. and we're coming back to you." And lo and behold, a, a rematch has been announced. Anyway, I know from Wilder's team, not so much been said from Fury, but. Um, the yeah. point is, I think, yeah, to call it a cherry pick is harsh. I think Schwartz has got a what we what you call a a a a, a like a, a decorated um, uh, resume CV in a sense that he's just got an, he's yeah. undefeated and they're selling that. But Schwartz is not a great opponent for Tyson Fury. We know that. Um, my fear for Tyson Fury, to be honest, is that if he doesn't stop him, like the, are the casual fans going to appreciate what he does? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. in terms of his skill set, mm. you know, for a heavyweight, yeah. you can't say he's the most entertaining heavyweight. You know, Wilder was a good no, fight. No, definitely yes. not. But, you know, Klitschko wasn't even a good fight. He'd done what he needed to do to be to be done, but nobody can go back and think, oh, wow. Like, if you look back at the way Joshua lost his belts to Ruiz and you think how Klitschko lost his belts to Fury, the Joshua Ruiz fight was much more entertaining. Um, do you it know was. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yes, I, my fear for Fury is that if he doesn't look entertaining, um, yeah, then um, it could be not a problem, but yeah, it could be interesting in terms of what they do next. Do they put apply more pressure in the in the, in the opponent afterwards? Because I think he would, after Schwartz, I wouldn't be surprised if he was to have another fight, um, and they maybe get the Wilder fight for maybe next year March, uh, maybe next year between March and yeah. May. So yeah, um, I mean, yeah, from your point of view. Um, I'm going to open up. I see Tom's on the line, so I'm going to open up the Tom and see what he's got to say on a few things. Let me join the convo. Yes, Tom. Rusty, coach, how you doing? Yes, we're good. Not man. too you bad, right? man, yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. Good, good, good. So, yeah, what's your thoughts on uh, uh, Warrington versus Galahad, mate? Yeah, I mean, like, um, just from listening to what you guys are saying, I mean, there's a lot to, lot to unpick with this fight. Um, I do think Warrington is a physically... Um, stronger fighter I do think um, as the fight goes late Warrington will have the experience and the engine to, to go to 12 rounds um, I don't think Galahad has shared um, a ring with anyone of the calibre of uh, Warrington I just think like with the momentum he's had from the, the Selby and Phantom fight I think he, he, he will he will be a favourite like a he will be a wide favourite in this fight um, Galahad obviously you could kind of look at his record not really top calibre names but even when he fought Jazzy Dickens, like a, no disrespect to Jazzy Dickens, but a smaller, a smaller fighter than Warrington, and I just think like with Warrington's physique, I think he's going to be over overbearing um, on the night. I just see him getting to Galahad late on. Uh, whether the um, the occasion is going to get to Galahad, I just think like with the the, the lead fans uh, behind Warrington, 
uh, the momentum that's going to give him uh, throughout the fight. We saw it against Selby. Selby couldn't contain uh, Warrington's aggression uh, throughout the 12 rounds. And I just don't think, in terms of size, um, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna doubt uh, Galahad's fitness because everyone knows that he's in the gym, you know, all the time. He, he keeps, he stays ready, he keeps fit. Uh, but I just don't think that's gonna be enough on the night. I think all the attributes sway towards Warrington uh, in terms of size, physique, uh, ring intelligence. I think his his, his boxing ability is criminally underrated. Um, in my personal opinion, I, I think he's probably one of the best boxers out there. Um, but then again, he he he, he, he his his strength come come with that aggression. Um, that ferociousness that he's got and he can do that for 12 rounds but I just don't know if Galahad's going to have the answers for that maybe mm. the early rounds he might give uh, Warrington a little bit of trouble but as you get down the, the 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, 11 rounds it's going to get to Galahad and obviously Dominic, Dominic Ingle in the, in, in the corner is going to have a well the best the best game plan for, for Galahad we all know Dominic Ingle is a trainer who he's worked with in the past uh, he's able to adjust and adapt on the night uh, but at, at the end of the day, Galahad's the one in there. He's going to have to adapt, and I just don't. I just don't think from a from a, someone looking from the outset, I've seen enough of that to suggest that he's 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 got a he's got a good chance in this fight. I think in, before when it was announced, I thought Galahad might might have a chance. But looking at the way Warrington's his attitude, his his, his dedication, his discipline, um, he's he's not going in there as a as just as a champion. He's going in there with a challenger's mentality and to do a job. Um, he's he's yeah. talking about unifications, uh, unification. Sorry, against uh, the likes of Valdez. Um, these are big fights. These are huge fights compared to uh, domestic uh, level fights such as a Selby um, and uh, and a Warrington, even a Frampton. Like they're all, they're all, they've all uh, proved themselves and operated at a level. But I think in terms of boxing skill, boxing intelligence, the likes of Valdez, Gallagher uh, Junior. I think they're, in, in my opinion, they're levels above uh, levels above that. Um, and I just think Warrington. He's proved it against Selby, he's proved it against uh, Brunson that he can handle the occasion, he can handle when another fighter's got superior uh, experience. But I think learning on the job and adjusting on the night is uh, standard in good stead uh, for this kind of fight. Uh, but I, ho- I hope Galahad puts it, puts it on Warrington, I hope it's a competitive fight. I can see Warrington breaking it down, maybe around 9 or 10, I can see him uh, getting to Galahad. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I think it's it, it, when you talk about like the levels, um, yeah, I think... For me, and I think that's what you're saying is with me, Warrington, I think, you know, Russell Jr., Santa Cruz, I think he can get hang in there with them. Even Valdez, we've seen flaws in his in in his game to some extent, um, but you would probably say he's the number one out of that quartet. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, that's the thing for, I think, for, for Warrington is now, after this fight, for him to be able to push on and say, look, give me the... I think, unfortunately... I agree with you. I think he's a very good fighter and he impressed me so much against Selby. But I think until he fights yeah. one of those other three guys, I don't know if he's going to get maybe the respect that he deserves. So, um, yeah, no, look forward yeah, to... I think, that is, I think that is the case, like, not getting the respect he deserves because he's fought... I mean, his last two fights against Selby and Frampton, they both, everyone knows, if British boxing fans know, world boxing fans know that those two... Well, I mean, more so in Frampton because he's gone over to fight, mm. you know, Lisa Santa Cruz twice. I mean, these, these, guys, are, these guys are elite fighters. But I just think, like, we talk about it even with the heavyweights, there's that top three, there's that triangle of top-caliber heavyweights in this era, and I think that spreads throughout the divisions. You see it well away. I mean, my personal opinion, I think Spence, Crawford, and arguably Thurman are the top three at welterweight. Then you have featherweights, and people are probably going to probably pick Valdez, um, even though he's, again, he's not fought anyone hugely, but he's impressed time after time. He's had a consistent resume of beating, you know, World fringe world level fighters convincingly and systematically breaking them down, and I just think like when you see the likes of uh, Brampton, Selby, who have proved themselves one world titles and potentially are on the slide in some cases in terms of you know they're not as fresh or as sharp as what they used to be. I just think with um, adversely with uh, Warrington, he's got that momentum, he's got that strength. He doesn't seem to fatigue or get tired um, as the rounds go on, and that and the credit has to go to Sean O'Hagan for that for the instrumentally making him uh, the fighter that he is with the game plan, with the technique, with um, his ability to conserve energy when you go um, into the later rounds. So I just think Galahad, although he can match him for, for in terms of his, his engine, his durability, I just don't think um, when it when when you're operating at that ferocity and that level, um, he's going to be able to he'll be able to handle that because it, at the end of the day, Warrington doesn't you know he, he he's trim, he's in shape, he looks and you probably say because of Galahad's physique. Um, he, he looks probably on the scales a lot bigger 
bigger than Warrington. But I just think Warrington, when he went on the when the, on the night when he had to make the weight and he uh, refuels and he re, uh, reboots, he looks a physically imposing fighter, and that's a and that's a lot to take at yeah. heavyweight when you're having to drain yourself down to 126 pounds and then having to refuel. And he comes in the ring at probably 135, 140. Um, this is it, so. Arguably. so yeah. It's going to be a challenge for Galahad. I mean, we've seen upsets in recent weeks, um, and Galahad probably, like no other fighter, has probably got that desire to, uh, to win um, a world title. But I don't think, it's, um, like Josh Warrington said on the face-to-face, it's his time and it's not Galahad's time. And I, I do believe that Warrington, is, it's his time to go on and unify the division and arguably uh, be at the top of the, the featherweight order. Yeah, they would definitely say yeah, about unifying... We'll definitely see about that unifying. But listen, Tom, stay on the line. We're going to move to a couple of yeah, callers of um, and we'll come back to you. So, no worries, man. No worries. Uh, so, it's going fine. out to 985. 985. Mr. Appia, what's going on, bro? How are we doing? How are we doing? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Good, good, good. What's on your mind? Question or statement? Yeah. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, really mouth-watering prospect. Uh, I'm going to go for Warrington. Uh, a convincing win. One of my favourite fighters at the moment. Um, like like um, the fella before Tom was saying, uh, you know, he's, he's got everything. And uh, I can't see Galahad getting anything out of this fight. Yeah. Um, so I'm, look, I'm looking at Warrington going in there and doing the business. Um, top champion with that underdog sort of mindset to want to go and, you know, go and do the business. So, I can only see one winner there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. I hear yeah. you on that. And Tyson Fury versus Tom Schwartz. You're going to stay uh, up to watch that one? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, Fury, it'll probably be, you know, it'll probably stink out the place and it'll probably go to points. I don't, you know, Big one, man. All right, D. Listen, appreciate the call as usual. We're trying. Thanks for kind words, mate. No ways, bro. Yeah, nice one. Appreciate Take that. Take care, man. Take care. Yeah. Take care, bro. Take care. All right, going out to seven three four. Seven three four. Yo, yo, what's up, what's up, guys? What's going on, D? As well, man. You good? Below the belt in the house. Yeah? I said below the belt TV in the house. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. <laughs> Need to revamp that, bro. Let's get a bit stunned, haven't it? <laughs> no, 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 man. Everything's with the right timing, bro. Trust me, man. It's all about the right timing, brother. Don't watch nothing. What's on your mind, bro? Question or statement? Okay. 
rounds or whatever to watch Fury have a 12 round snooze fest against God knows who. I think it's kind of quite yeah. kind of for the UK fans, really. And do you think he's really got a choice? Because that five that five fight contract for a hundred million with ESPN that's on the premise that he fights in the states, and so his hands are kind of forced in that sense, in that he has to appease the Americans more than the English. And even though the UK yep. fans have been buying him from day one, that's the name of the game now because he's signed that contract. Well, all right, put it this way, yeah. As far as him having to fight in America. It is still a slap in the face to the UK fans. Like, okay, fair enough. But as far as it being pay per view on BT Sport, that's nothing to do with top rank. You know, that's Frank Warren and BT Sport. They'd yeah, never be putting that on. It'd be ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I won't lie. That that's what was going to be my point. Um, I mean, again, we've I, I, from a let's say a red tape perspective. I don't know what, whether they are prevented to do that once it's been advertised. I don't know, but yeah, you look at it. From Wilder, Wilder went to free to air. Even this card, you spoke about the card. Sullivan Barrera gets Jesse Hart. Michaela Meyer versus Elizabeth Crespo. I mean, that's it. Like, so even from a point of paying twenty pound, you're paying twenty pound for yeah. like how many fights? In, on if you were to break down the ratio. So again, I don't know. I think you raise a good point. I think certain times these these television stations they need to look at maybe just providing a different rate. You know, if a fighter pulls out. Um, I mean, we were happy with Ruiz getting, you know, in the end because it was an entertaining fight, but the rest of the card wasn't great. So make it a cheaper rate. This type of opponent, this type of fight, um, yeah, I don't know, because when, it, when it's Tyson Fury versus Wilder, for sure they're going to charge more then. So, yeah, I I, yeah. I, I get your point on that. Um, but I just wanted to go back. You were saying something about Fury and his friends, and I think, I have to say, I think I, I, I'd like to know more on, on what you say because, you know, Hearn seems to always try to dig out Fury on certain stuff. Have you, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, they've got this ongoing back and forth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because um, Fury was saying about this homeless and um, even the attitude with the Dillian White thing. I don't know if you've seen his 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 response to the Dillian White. I was like, in my mind, I'm a little bit like, listen, you you the one that kind of said it. Dillian White didn't force you to say that the WBC. Yeah. He was like, yeah, make it for the diamond belt and we'll do it. Uh, and then now he's saying oh, he only done it to make Hearn run around. But I'm like, hmm. Yeah. He's, he's got that bipolar type thing where he just moves to him. However he feels when he wakes up is whatever's going to come out of his mouth. Yeah. That's why I think, I guess in that regard, Dillian and the WBC, they shouldn't have jumped on what Fury said in the IFL interview. They should have waited to see if that was really legit, had some behind-the-scenes conversations before genuinely um, putting their hopes on it. Personally, I thought that maybe what Eddie Hearn and Dillian White's real strategy was was to make it seem like they believed it, knowing that Fury was going to just turn around and say what he said, to mm. then say back to the WBC, look, you've got to make us mandatory now because X, Y, and Z. That's the, kind, that's the vibe I got, to be mm. honest, when I first heard Eddie talking about it. I thought Eddie knows damn well Fury's not going to fight. Um... Dillian White for the diamond belt. Mm. I kind of felt like it was a long term strategy. Yeah. I think, to be fair, I see where you're coming from. I wouldn't have thought that myself, but now you broke it down, I can see what you what you're saying about the diamond belt specifically. It's not an yeah. obvious route, but it's one. Now that you broke it down, it is one that does make sense. So I'm probably coming round to that way of thinking on that. Yeah, because Eddie's a tactician, man. It was something else I remember he done a while ago. I can't remember what it was, but. I've seen him say things, and if you really listen to him, he, he knows how it's going to go, but he just puts it in the public domain so he can then refer back to it and say, well, look, X, Y, and Z, we need to do such and such. Because now, as you've seen with Eddie's last comments, it is their position of, oh, they're going to take legal action and this, that, and the third. So I just think it's all strategy to try and get Dillian in that position. There's no, if they truly believe Fury... I'll be stunned because anybody that's watched Fury, even since Fury was meant to fight David Hay way back in the day, mm. Fury's had this temperament of saying one thing today, saying another thing tomorrow. That's just how he is. Trust me. I mean, yeah. yeah. With uh, I mean, and I grew. I mean, with the with with the Hay stuff, I remember obviously Hay pulled out, um, but even with Klitschko yeah. as well, Fury um, was yeah, he's he did Batman and all types. I'm fat, so yeah. I agree with you. I do I think. So you know what, and, and this is look, this is just an observation. That's what we do as boxing fans. I do feel that 
um, one of the things that is different in America to here is like the media pressure and the intensity of it. Um, and when I say that, it's like here you might do an IFL in the comfort of your gym. You know, if, if raps on TV yeah. are lucky, you'll come down to the studio, Piccadilly Circus, nice day out. Um, but in the States, it's literally like state to state, like one day New York, the next day maybe Texas, the next day um, uh, LA and the next day here. Um, and there's a lot. So if you notice this, like the promotion for it, I feel they've been very active, but I feel that's also required Fury's time. Um, and I, I've seen him get a bit frustrated in interviews now. So I'm like, okay, like how is yeah. that going to be? How's, how's that going to affect his mindset? You know? Um, yeah. I mean, going into this fight, we'll talk about the fight. I mean, do you see any type of upset from a Tom Schwartz at all? No. No, no chance in hell. And I noticed Bob Aaron and them, they're, they're trying to make it seem that, oh, well, you know, AJ underestimated Ruiz, so we can't underestimate Tom Schwartz. It's like, come on, Ruiz is fought at world level. He should really have been the WBO champion, because in my opinion, he beat Parker. Ruiz is mm. a good fighter. Mm. Just Tom yeah. Schwartz, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't regard myself or refer to myself as a casual, but in all honesty, I've never heard of this guy ever in my life. Yeah. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and bro. Listen, I'm not even gonna sit here. Like, I, the only way that I knew of him was from a controversy, and it wasn't a name that necessarily stuck. But then when I connected, like, there was something that there was a fight punch after the bell, and they had him and the opponent had a bit of a madness after the bell. Um, but yeah, from a facing an opponent, like being like, oh yeah, he was in this interesting fight now. Nah. Um, even Ruiz, no matter what, like you said, you could always reference the Parker fight because. Yeah, it was a there was a slight controversy behind it, um, um, although you could see why he also got the loss. Um, but yeah, no, um, I can't see it. But it's interesting because again, I think they they're clever with what they're doing. So if you look back with Tyson Fury in top rank, when Wilder was fighting, they released, they did promos. After the result, they did yep. the same thing. This week, um, obviously last week, saw so you had Ruiz. They got Fury talking about it. Um, Ruiz beat Joshua. Fury was talking about it. And they're using that as their catalyst to say, listen, anything can happen. Check it out. You never know, yeah. you know. This guy's still undefeated. Yeah. He's not... A... And again, you get Bob Aaron talking it up and the sales increase. So, um, yeah, no, it's... I can't see an upset. Um, but truth, truth be told, I, I, could, I couldn't see an upset last week either. So, I'm still a bit shaken by my... <laughs> it's all a bit mad. I'm telling you, man, I'm not going to let them get me, bro. I'm not going to let them. But, um, yeah, so, um, no, it's all good, bro. So, listen, we're going to move on um, to another caller, um, back back to Tom. But, yeah, appreciate you calling in as usual. Bro, anything else you want to say before I let you go? No, 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 that's it, man. I guess the only thing is the Warrington um, Kid Gallagher fight. Yes. A good, good fight, man. Yes, did I get a prediction for that one? Sorry, bro, did it? Um, Warrington, Warrington, I believe. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Fram- Frampton knew that he was in with a real guy after that fight, man. Yeah, like, man, he's solid, man. You, I think you bet against Warrington, you're going in the wrong direction. He's proven. Yeah. Gonna I mean, that division I'm is definitely sure. hotting up, though, because you've also got um, this guy, Shakur Stevenson, from the States, who I think he's just had a fight announced um, for July 13th. Um, he's also in top rank. He's in the same division. He wants Warrington. Um, he's kind of in that L Spence kind of mould. Um, Olympian, um, like strong for the weight, like tactically very good, like in terms of skill set. So um, yeah, um, Warrington's definitely in the, in the hot division. And that's without you know the Valdez of this world, but like you, I think he can hang with some of. The, I think he, I think what's going to happen is a few of these guys are going to just underestimate him and just think he's a bit of a Ricky Hatton maybe. Um, and yeah, I think he's going to catch a few of them by cult, by surprise. I, I I believe he can do that. Exactly, man. So listen, appreciate the call, D, and and big big up yourself, man. And we'll catch up soon. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right, take care. Right, man. Safe, 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 man. Safe, safe, safe. Yes. I say, Tom. I was gonna say, is uh, is 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 Rafi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boys. How you doing? Yes, yes, Tom. Back to you, man. Yes, man. What's yeah, your... nah, just... yeah, Gary? yeah, no, sorry. I just I was just literally gonna. Um... 
reiterate what Dee was saying. I mean, he, he, he broke it down spot on like, about the whole uh, Dillian White, um, Tyson Fury, WBC situation. Mm-hmm. I do firmly believe that Heard, Matron, they, they, they've technically got this, like, they've got this spot on with the whole sort of, you know, governing body uh, situation. Mauricio Sullivan, I mean, how many times have we, I mean, as, as boxing pugilists watching watching shows, watching uh, videos after after the fight, have we seen Mauricio Sullivan appear, talk about how they're trying to put in a strategy that's fair towards Dillian uh, White. But then again, we look at the, the, the world champions at the moment, now Andy Ruiz has got three of the belts. These alphabetical uh, governing bodies, they, by, by a matter of time, they're going to be imposing uh, voluntary defences, they're going to impose their mandatory defences. So then you look at the, the, the broader heavyweight picture, you've got the likes of Pulev, who is probably bound to uh, be uh, installed as the, uh, the IBF mandatory. So that rules out uh, a possibility of a fight in September, October for Dillian White for a world title. Mm. Um, I just think, like, I, I think it's quite a reckless, um, a reckless kind of petty um, thing to, to just give D- Dillian White the opportunity just to fight for a WBC diamond belt. I mean, he's been patient. I don't think moving to Frank Warren uh, would be the best of moves because we've seen it even in the past with uh, fights between Fury and Hay trying to uh, uh, materialise. It hasn't worked. Um, if, Fury, yeah. if, um, if White was to... Uh, you know, go down the same path. Would he be guaranteed a um, a fight uh, for a world title? Well, Fury holds the linear uh, world championship, but that's not a, it's not a world recognised. And as a Fury fan, I'll be honest, it's not a world, it's not a legitimate um, you know world title. It's not it's not something that if you look at the alphabetical uh, governing bodies, how 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 they've got their 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 belts. I always felt that there should be one uh, world title between the whole, but obviously with the the whole politics like situation and stuff with alphabetical governing bodies they've got their belts so you can't breach that sort of you know that format that we have in boxing but I just like I think Dylan White he's been put to the side you know he's constantly been put to the side been put as a backup uh, backup choice there hasn't really been no progression for, for a world title it's been was it 400 400 days and counting like come it's on man days. it's getting a joke now it's getting a joke it's long, <clears throat> I think it's even longer but I mean <clears throat> Thing is that it, it is it is a joke. Um, it's the, unfortunately, I'm, it, it is the politics of the sport, and um, yeah, I think with the WBC, um, he should have been given a shot. Um, even like you said, the Fury mandatory, I just think is like wow. That's just like it's a further slap in the face. Um, I don't know. You, you, the only thing I would say now, and maybe this might come across like a bit like cheesy, but maybe fans might be more open to uh, Joshua. Versus White. If Joshua was to beat Ruiz, and then he and then and then White became a mandatory from one of the WBO or or an IBF, but probably WBO yeah. maybe. I think fans would probably warm to that now that Joshua had a loss more than before. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that's and always been the resolution. Yeah, and I think then at least Wilder, at least Dylan White can say he's got his his title shot because I think for me, I will, yeah. I was always like he deserves it, but. It can only be against Wilder because that's the only belt that's out there. Um, I think now, yeah. you know, whether it's a Joshua or Ruiz, my point is, I think that may be his best angle because he's ranked amongst the WBO and the IBF. So maybe that's the position. Um, but then yeah. you would also say that means Hearn has to push and do more. Um, if Joshua was to lose again, potentially that's what he's going to do. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I think for me... After this Rivas fight, you would hope he gets a shot against Wilder, but it's unlikely. Um, let's just be, let's just call it as it is. Um, and yeah. I think, yeah, for me, if Dylan White can get another shot against Joshua, then I think, yeah, you know what, that might actually be the best route for him now, um, yeah. given that he's ranked amongst um, yeah. two bodies. Yeah, I think they regret. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, go on, mate. No, I was just going to say, like, I think home priority. It's not. It's not to focus on Dillian White getting him a a world title shot. It's just was like it's obvious that the priority now is to get Joshua back to you know the top, get back his world titles. Dillian White isn't going to wait around for for Joshua to win back his world titles, have the rematch, then to have a voluntary defence, um, or for Ruiz to, to keep that belt in the states because the rematch is inevitable. It's going to happen next, mm. and then it's that backlog of uh, months upon months of you know when. Governing body saying, well, the IBF, when, when is their, their mandat- uh, mandatory supposed to be due? I think it's October. Then you've got the WBO, their mandatory is probably early next year, March. So again, it, re- it, it caused this recycle of, you know, backlog. Then White's not, you know, there's no resolution coming through from the WBC. I know that they've said that Brazil had contractually signed.
and the rules that they, they implement. But in terms of fair treatment, Dylan White, 400 days for a world title shot, he's fought 13 WBC sanctioned fights. Um, who, who, I mean, who else has he got to beat to get a world title? Okay, okay. That's what who I mean. <laughs> these five people said that he ducked, he, 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 he avoided those fights. But, I mean, what benefit is uh, Pulever and Ortiz going to do for, one, Dylan White's profile, two, his, his route to a, a world title when he's already cemented himself as the number one in the WBC, and three, those two fighters, he's not going to get the credit for beating them if he does, because it's a lose-lose situation. If he beats Pulev inside four rounds, People say no. Pulev is shot. He's, he's, he's never been the same since uh, when he when he fought uh, when he fought Chisora, when he fought Huey Fury. People even thought Huey Fury outpointed uh, Pulev. Some people thought. Um, and those those fights, um, they're not going to. If Pulev comes in anywhere below his best, people are going to say, "Oh, well, he wasn't a suitable opponent." Do you know what it is, though, Tom? And so, sorry, I'm just going to say this quickly. I think you no, are no. right. Um, is the only thing I think where they may have made a slight mess up is is with the Chisora because I think Parker like the Brown we know what it was but he got rid of him demolished him where you're supposed to so skill set wise we like boom you're there Parker he bullied him I know people say yeah there's extra if there was another round he would have lost but there wasn't and he bullied Parker from the first round so he put it on him probably more effectively than uh, Joshua do it did and it was a more entertaining fight the Chisora one I think that's where he may have been let down because Potentially, he could have been losing on the cards, but he pulled it out with a yeah. wicked stoppage. Um, but I think it's where Chisora was ranked against the other bodies, especially within the WBC. Um, I think that's where it's gone wrong. Um, and I, yeah, so I think that's where I, it's tough for him because, like you said, what else does he have to do? He he shouldn't have to do anything else. He deserves a title shot, but it's just going to be tough for him. So I don't know. I think an Ortiz or Pulev. Again, we'll just make people say, "Listen, this guy fights everybody. You guys need to give. It. He needs a shot." I think if he takes one of those fights, um, which is again is unlikely with the, with Ortiz, I think he gets. He yeah. has to get a shot um, because that's a they're real. Really as well. Yeah, exactly, and I think and they're recognised uh, as well in that sense. So, so, um, so yeah. So listen, so Tom, stay on the line. I'm going to come back to you. There's another two callers, but I'm going to stay on the line. I'm going to come back to you. Um, so we're going to go out to. Uh, Six four four quickly, six four four. Hello, hey, hello, coach. Yes, yes, yes. Long hey, time. Man. How you doing, man? We're here with Rafi and Tom. Brother, good man. Have to call in and support my brother. How you yes. doing, man? We're good. We're good, man. What's on your mind? Question or statement? Uh, yeah, I was going to talk about the furious shorts fight. You know, so um, so I had a quick look at this guy's uh, uh, record and. I just looked at his fight with uh, Senad Gashi. I don't know if you've uh, looked at any of his fights. Yeah. I mean, this guy is not even a fringe contender, man. He is awful. Awful. You're going to see his fight with Senad Gashi on YouTube. That's the one with... Like that. Yeah, that's yeah. the one where they would, they had a fight after the bell, right? Yeah. 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 You know, and uh, if Fury doesn't take this guy out, doesn't take him out in style, right, he, uh, for me that would be a terrible performance. So what I expect is a lot of showboating for Fury to start off with, you know, probably one or two rounds, you know, just to get the crowds and the juices flowing and stuff like that, and I'd expect a knockout within five or six rounds. Mm. That's, that's you think that early? Huh? You think that early? Yeah, I mean, this guy, this guy's terrible, you know. I think, I think really Fury can knock him out whenever he wants. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be that easy, in my opinion. I mean, when we, do you, yeah. in terms of knockout power, though, when do you think we've seen T- Fury display that? Or do you think he's literally... I mean, Schwartz, I'm not going to give him any credibility, but I probably would put him above a Sefer Safiri or a P- Yeah, but... Or a Pianetta? Uh, but is, right, you know, people, look, you got to bear in mind, right, these guys are 200, 240, 250 pounds, mate, yeah? Fury probably doesn't deploy himself to knock people out. That's probably just not his style. But mm. he really wanted to. He probably could, you know, and, you know... Where you would expect him to knock people out, if he's going to knock people out, it would be people like Schwartz. Right? Mm. That's the first thing. Right? Second thing, you've got to bear in mind, he's got a massive contract with top rank, right? $85 million. Mm. And you've got to remember what Aaron was saying, this guy's going to become the biggest global star in world sports, period. Right? Mm. Now, to get that kind of following, right, you're going to have to, you know, look at Triple G as an example. Triple G became so successful based on his style and knocking people out, right? So Fury, to get that, 
he's not going to get that kind of support on a 12 round, you know, uh, boxing display. That's not going to happen. So mm. he's going to be apt to knock this guy out, right? And uh, yeah, if you truly wanted to, a guy that big and that heavy, mate, you know, and he's most certainly got the technique to do so, right? He will. He will, he will knock this guy out. Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I, I mean, case. Yeah, carry on, Rafi. I was going to say, I think there's a case for arguing that on that premise alone, for Tyson Fury to succeed in the US, it will, it's a little bit too late in the day for a left to change its spot. So he's regimented in his ways of boxing at range. And of course, for Fury, that's fantastic. But for the casual fan base, it will be more inclined to aesthetic performances like you get from your Wilders and your Joshua's. It's a bit too late in the day to change that. So for you, does well, he have to go down the marketing route? Well, hold on, like, you know, if, if he was fighting the likes of Joshua, or he's fighting the likes of you know, Ortiz, or people like that, yeah, it will be quite difficult, you know, to change change his style. I'm not saying he's going to change his style now. I'm saying he's fighting a really, really poor, a poor opponent, right? And, you know, bear in mind what you just said there, in terms of casual fan base, casual fan base, you know, you know the casual fans, they don't go there to see boxing, right? They go there to go to see knockouts, right? But that's all they understand. Yeah. They don't understand the technical side of boxing, right? When someone like Fury is fighting a technical fight, right, they won't appreciate that. They just won't get it, right? So, and and, 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 and boxing is still quite a small sport, irrespective of what you say, compared to like basketball or baseball or anything like that, right? American football is a fringe sport in America compared to any of those, right? We know where Arab is marketing Fury, right? It's quite clear. And for him to do that, Right, you know, for them, for their marketing for policies to work and what they're trying to achieve in the wider market, it's going to have to be a knockout performance by Fury, right? So it's not about him changing his style, right? But if it was about changing his style, yeah, and it was, you know, they, 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 they would have, you know, it wasn't about changing his style, they would have got a far better opponent, right? So you've got to bear in mind, you know, yeah, from Deontay Wilder down to someone like Schwartz, it's a massive change in levels, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, if it was about but at some stage, at some stage in that process, he's gonna have to level up his opponent, and yes, but, but, by in doing so, he's gonna have to deliver the knockout to go with it. In which case, yeah, that won't yeah, happen. Yeah, but 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 you, see, you know, it's, it's just how these things work, though, right? You know, you do, you know, look at Eddie Hearn. Whatever he says, people believe, right? You can see like Joshua's fan base is gonna start probably going on the back of his last performance, right? So you have one knockout performance. Two the back performances, you have all the marketing, you have all the hype you're behind that, you know, and suddenly you've got thousands, millions of casual fans who don't really know much about boxing, like Tyson Fury is the next cop, right? Doesn't matter, he's a superstar by then. Then when he faces a real true caliber opponent, it doesn't matter, because mm. he becomes a star anyway. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, and and for, I mean, for me, I, th- I would say, I mean, look, there's definitely no doubt about it. This is all a marketing ploy. Um, I think five would, for me, I think is a good impression i can't i think five for me is just i just question whether he can do that in five rounds i don't even doubt he can stop him i don't even doubt that maybe the towel will throw in the corner um but it's just like fifth round knockout for fury in period um i think is not a bad look don't think uh schwartz is, is is a respectable opponent um but i think ultimately fury i mean for me it's going to be down to maybe what weight he comes in um because again i just don't see him having the power but what way he comes into the ring will be interesting in terms of the ability to move, throw shots, um, and then obviously plant his feet and, and land some big shots. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a KO. I mean, it's going to be either a TKO, right, mm. where the referee just stops in and stops, steps in and stops the fight, or it's going to be a KO. But I think 100% it's going to be one of those. I mean, I think fifth round, personally, I like, like you said, I think that works to whatever they're trying to do from a market perspective. But as you said, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Um, I do think, yeah, anything between first, like the third and fifth round, I, yeah, I, I personally can't see it, but like that's the whole, th- that's the whole thing about this game. We've got to see what yeah. happens. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, beyond that, it's just not a good performance. Not, you know, it's not a good look for Fury, especially if you're a great caliber opponent, you know? But the, and and you, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think you're looking at it from a boxing Fan, I think even a casual will forget because I think even if it's an eighth round knockout, they'll still they'll forget it. Look at Joshua Takam. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't even a great fight, but he got the stoppage, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh, Joshua, Joshua, Joshua." So yeah, I do think yeah, if for for what they're trying to do, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it will make a difference because um, they've been marketing him yeah. really well. 
Well, listen, and now we're going to move on yeah. to the next caller. Um, appreciate you calling no worries, in and man. supporting, man. Um, keep doing no so. Worries, man. All right. Yeah, Take it in a bit. Cheers. Cheers, man. All right. Going out to 910. 910. Yeah, hello. What's going on? Yes. What's going on? What's going on? Is it Sam? Yes, yes. I just got to get. What's good, bro? Here, here with Rafi. Huh? I'm here with Rafi. Rafi's here. Yeah, of course, man. It's not some TV time. Let's talk. Let's get into it. Find me a topic. Uh, wait, um, Rafi, you want to throw a topic? Uh, we'll go. We'll start. Um, we'll build up. So we'll go from Galahad. Yeah, man, and that was obviously one of the guys who was upset about the loss, but um, yeah, 
Shorter time period, you're definitely right. Um, I think at some point, no, you just have to look at his last three fights. Um, yeah, I think it's it's hard it's hard to say anything other than he wants to fight. I think Joshua wants to fight. Fury again wants to fight. Unfortunately, the business side. Um, but yeah, I wanted to say on your point around um, uh, Fury. Um, yeah, I think for me, um, yeah, I think you're right. He will get. It will be a points. Um, when because I just think his performance kind of warrants that more than anything. Um, so yeah, definitely going to be interesting. Um, and in terms of Dillian White, do you not think? Um, uh, I mean, for me personally, it would have been good to see Wilder fight him next rather than Ortiz. Um, in terms of Wilder fight who? Dillian White. I would no. I would have rather oh, Dillian White if, if instead of the Ortiz yeah. fight, that would for me would have been a lot better. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. If I saw Dillian White uh, Wilder. In New York, best believe I'm flying over there to watch that because I think that would just be exciting. Um, you know, the American audience has only fought over in the States a couple of times or once or twice. Yeah. Um, I, I do feel that he'll be the underdog, but he'll really make noise because Dylan White's a good talker and he gets in people's heads, mm. um, as he's very good at doing. And I think yeah, he'll put on a real good show. And I think that's why, especially with the way their styles, he's got Wilder, the one punch, um, the one punch knockout artist, mm. and you've got someone like Dylan White who works the body. Um, who puts people under pressure he just bullies people into making mistakes and just open yeah. and, and open themselves up so um, yeah it should be, I, I wish that could happen but the powers yeah. at least don't let it happen and it's the politics it's horrible politics of yeah. what we have boxing yeah, to, I hear yeah, that bro. so listen uh, sorry, sorry Rafa I was just going to quickly roll on because we're just moving past the time course, so uh, Sam listen appreciate the call as per usual it's going to roll on to Tom last minute and then 
We're going to head out. But I appreciate the call as always. No worries. No worries. Take care, guys. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, yep, yeah, just going out to Tom. Yes, Tom. Yes, coach. Yes. Quick, quick prediction. Yeah, so uh, Fury's fight. I think, um, like you guys were touching on, um, Swartz isn't obviously the uh, the best uh, opponent that we were wishing for. He's a very world like renowned uh, opponent, but I understand where you know ESPN and top rank positioning Fury uh, in the states. Obviously, you know. It's his breakthrough fight, his profile fight, and uh, like you said, I think I think Fury he looks sharp, he looks uh, he looks loose, and he looks uh, he looks yeah. strong. So I can see I can see him putting on a putting on a, a show, doing the job. Um, in, in fact, it's you know, style. It's going to be one of those ones where he either breaks him down, the rest he jumps in mid rounds, or he just convincingly dances his way to points and wins comfortably. But looks good in doing it. So. Tom, sorry, man. There's a bit of a mad background noise. So, sorry, sorry. So yeah, yeah. no, just uh, fury, fury on points. My, uh, my, 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 No worries, man. All right, so listen, we're going to make a move. Um, but I appreciate you calling in and supporting the show remotely while you're doing your thing. Um, Rafi, good show as always. Um, so guys, don't forget nice subscribe on the YouTube, Cheers, Instagram, like, share, comment, Facebook, all of that. Raps on TV at all of the above. Um, so appreciate everybody calling in. Um, and all the guys listening in the future. Um, hopefully you, hopefully yeah, you call the show. Guys, well done. Great show. Well done, guys. Cheers, Cheers. Thanks for having new calls. Cheers. No worries, man.